and that was the so I, I and I it is. I yeah and I gave I got uh, feedback forms from uh, from everybody who attended and that was the number one payoff for most people. What up, guys? It's Cody Boom Boom with my man, Theo, the booty doctor, Bowie. <laughs> Following uh, that last podcast, I had, I had to, man. I had to with that one. So um, we're going to do a quick 10-minute tip. Uh, this is actually something I was uh, curious to ask Theo about because it's something going on with me, and I'm just going to let him give uh, us all, including the listeners, obviously, the advice that he would give me to improve this. So my question is, is mainly I want to improve my squat, right? Like, so... I can't, I just, I can, but I, I really can't back squat anymore because I will hurt my back every time. And I uh, usually, it, it, I don't know what it stems from 100%. You know, I started uh, front squatting a lot and it felt better um, because obviously there's a lot more quad. There's, it's a lot more hip or quad dominant, knee dominant. So I don't have to use my hips as much, which helped. Um, but then my hip flexors uh, got super overworked because I was squatting two to three days a week doing front squats. So I overworked my hip flexion. Then I couldn't squat at all for a little while. So I'm trying all these different things. Hip mobility is definitely helping and I'm still only front squatting, but like, what do you think I should do? Um, whether it is direct hip mobility or anything else or, or a combination of things to, to be able to back squat pain-free again. And, and I guess this can, for the listeners out there, whether it's a lunge that bothers you, a deadlift that bothers you or a squat that bothers you, it's probably going to help you regardless of what you give me but for me it's personally it's that back squat so because i've watched you train i really don't have to assess you number one so i'll I'll get into the specifics of you but i also want to let people know that i would have to what what i'm about to tell you isn't necessarily what they should do but what i will say is that it is a combination of things right so obviously we're going to address the hips but it's not, that's not going to be the overall fix for you. Right. There's, there's a few things going on. So hip mobility. And when we address or how I go about uh, improving hip mobility is thinking about how the hips work, right? So the hip joint, right? It, it moves 360 degrees, right. correct? Ball moves in the circle, socket, yeah. right? Ball in the socket. So that's how we're going to address hip mobility. So it's not just doing, I think that a lot of people just get carried away with doing just glute bridges or, and like anterior core work, um, in order to improve the squat, which could improve it. But I want to address the squat or I want to address the hips and the anatomy of the hip, like all planes of all planes of motion. Right. So I'm going to start there, even though you're in a fixated pattern, right. Or if you're just sticking to the squat pattern, that's fine. Um, so I'm going to address all planes of movement when it comes to the hip. Uh, also with you, uh, I notice hip extension uh, is is a limiting factor for you. So you tend to not lock out once you get into the squat, which some people will coach. Uh, they say that when you start off in the squat to have kind of those, those soft knees yeah. uh, because when you fully extend before you even start – that there's compensation and now your rib cage starts to flare. Yeah, and right? I think that's a big issue for me too. Exactly. So now your your core isn't uh, where it needs to be, right? So you're you're compromising uh, tension in the core. So you lose that uh, compression of the rib cage, uh, which again is gonna is gonna 
uh, flare up your lower back as soon as you start to load it up pretty heavy and right, get into right. full range of motion. And the easy thing there, guys, like since you can't see us, rib cage down. Like imagine you're pulling the top of your rib cage down to your waist. Like I always think of it like a slinky, right? Just it's kind of like flexing your abs in a way, but you can't just think of that. Right, right. Because even if you do, uh, you know, I'll say, you know, uh, core tight, right? Sometimes and, and, and different cues work for different people and they still don't get it, mm-hmm. right? So to almost think about crunching uh, a can, right? Or yeah. uh, or just compress the rib cage. I think that most people can kind of understand what I mean by that. Um, but again, so hips, now we're on to, uh, we're, now we're on to the core, right? So, so hold on one sec. Do you think that you can do too much hip mobility? So one thing I noticed when I started doing a lot of shin boxes and things that- right. Uh, had a lot of pl- there were certain planes of motion I guess you could say that that were really uncomfortable that actually at the time made my hip flexors even more tight and I Too think at the big yeah and I think at the beginning yeah. it, it caused because I was doing that and squatting I think that it over it just overworked my hip flexors um, and then I had to back off of the squats a little bit and I, I started doing more deadlifts and a little bit of squats still and it, and it eased up and I got better at the hip, uh, shin box so again it, it also depends on what you're doing uh, what kind of drills you're doing. So if you're just doing shin boxes or if you're just in that pattern of, of hip flexion, right? I think that uh, that's a big part for most people. Once they get into that, uh, that transitional period of, uh, of the shin box, um, hip flexion is, it's a problem for most people, yeah. right? A lot of people have tight hip flexors and aren't really doing the hip extension okay. exercises that they should. So a lot of the times, even, you know, and I'm shooting a, I'm shooting a video on this that's going to be posted on uh, my Facebook page, Mobile Muscle, um, because, uh, you know, you saw me training yesterday as I was doing my uh, trap bar deadlifts, and I've never been able to yeah. really extend, get into full extension of the hips like, right. I, like I did uh, the other day. And uh, the reason was, and you saw me doing the, uh, the half kneeling hip flexor stretch, uh, where sets. I was really firing off that glute on that knee that was down and yeah, in between sets. And instead of doing it for seconds, which a lot of people say, oh, 15, 20 seconds per side, right. I'll do it for breaths, right? Uh, so I'll control my breathing, um, and, and, and get into that diaphragmatic breathing that we coach every single day, um, which is going to allow my hip flexors to relax and get myself into extension, which is going to transfer over to okay. that, that lift. Right. So, so I got two things to point out from what you just said. The first thing being, he had me film him deadlift to see his hip extension. And the reason I want to point that out is because, um, just a little bit ago, you said watching me squat, I'm not getting into full hip extension. For everybody out there, I was assuming that I was in full hip extension the whole time. So the point is, is he had me film him because you can't always tell, right? You see this a lot with uh, overhead pressing. People uh, press and I'm like, lock out your elbow. And they're like, oh, I am. I am. And it's like, no, you're not even close, right? Your pecs, your your pecs, your lats, everything is so tight that you're not fully extending, right? So for me, I thought I was fully extending every time. And so a lot of people probably assume they are getting that extension that are not so that's something you might want to have an outside eye help you with and look at um and then number two is the breathing right so like you said you breathe through it to get your hip flexors to relax now is that pretty much if we look at the nervous system right some people are sympathetic all the time and they're tense and they're stressed and they're tight all the time is it kind of going back to that theory whereas like if you're going through uh hip mobility drills hip flexor drills and you're not calming down and letting the muscle like relax and release then it's pointless correct so if you let's say you're holding your breath 
and you're doing mobility drills or a stretch, right? Um, you're strengthening dysfunction. Yeah. And you probably what, see that a lot holding the breath. A lot. I mean, I can see people turn purple doing kettlebell deadlifts, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. it, and, it, and it doesn't make any sense. And you say breathe and then, you know, I mean, we see it all the time, right? Yeah. You say breathe. You, you, we literally have, that's 80% of our job yeah. is we have to remind people to breathe. Yeah. And that's the power of cues, right? Like a lot of times the cues we throw out, they're already doing, but it's reinforcing it. And I think the important thing to notice is you got to have tension in certain areas, right? So when you are deadlifting, you should have tension on the grip. You should have tension in your lats. You should have tension in your glutes. But if you're holding your breath and you have, uh, and you're not worrying, you have that tension in the wrong area, then it's, you're asking for disaster. So there's a, there's a threat hierarchy. And we were talking about this before. Um, and respiratory is the number one threat to humans. So if you have a dysfunctional breathing pattern, if you, you've heard of chest breathers or mouth breathers, uh, which, you know, it's, I don't mean it as a derogatory th- term, but, um, you know, people who are breathing through uh, or with their chest and they get no uh, 3D expansion, lateral expansion of, of the rib cage. Right, um, abdominal yeah, wall. Yep, exactly. So if that, if that is non-existent, um, that, that's a huge problem. So actually uh with your squat i would start there um with the breathing but with you probably not um because you do a good job of breathing but with most people that's where that's where yeah. i'd start i spent what was my i did a mobility workshop about a month ago uh at vigor and it was five hours and i spent an hour and a half of on that breathing. on breathing and that was the so That's I, how I and I, it is. I yeah and I gave I got uh, feedback forms from uh, from everybody who attended and that was the number one payoff for most people. So we went through we went through a ton of mobility yeah. drills and addressed the entire body and the number one thing that popped up on oh, every form was what what they got most out of that that workshop was the breathing drills. We should have probably like we did a recent podcast on. Uh, most overrated things or something like that. We probably should have, or underrated. We should probably should have right. put that in there because, and when he said like, my breathing is pretty good, it, I've been working on it yeah. for a long time. You know, we did like PRI stuff way back and, and I've been working on that ever since. And when you learn how to breathe properly through a lift, I think it just, it's a game changer. Exactly. So that's huge. Okay. So hip mobility, uh, all, all planes, uh, extension, flexion, all that. And then breathing's number two. Especially for the back squat, even the front squat, um, because of how you have to to hold the weight or hold the load, um, thoracic mobility. Yeah. So I think that that is a lot. That is one thing that is not addressed um, for most people, and most people probably don't even know what I'm saying when I say right. thoracic mobility, which is, uh, you know, your your mid back, which again moves uh, in you know flexion. Uh, extension um, rotation. And, and rotation, right? So uh, there's a, a again, there's a couple of different drills, and I'd have to assess each individual to say what um, what they need. But yeah. you know, if you're if you're if if flexion or extension is a limiting factor for you and your thoracic mobility, yeah, how do you think that's going to affect your squat when you load right. up 225 pounds on your back or whatever? So an easy way to look at this, guys, is is take a broomstick or a dowel, hold it over your head, try to lock it out over your ears. Um, and do a deep squat while maintaining that. If you can't hold your arms over your head, you probably need to work on thoracic mobility. Now, I cannot hold my arms directly over my head still, and I still have pretty good thoracic mobility. So being completely vertical isn't like doesn't 
if you can't do that, it doesn't mean that you have shitty thoracic mobility, but it does mean that you could probably improve on that. And another good way too is if you can't do a front squat, like try doing a, not a legit front squat where you're using your fingers, but cross your arms, your elbows, and just hold the front squat on your shoulders. If you can't hold on to that bar with a little bit of added weight, you probably do not have good thoracic mobility. Now, if you're a female and you just don't have big deltoids, I understand that's different, but I have a lot of guys that just can't do a front squat because they're lacking thoracic mobility. They can't right. stay tall in that squat. Right. So I think that's big. Um, so that would probably be your three. That would be my main three. And then to, to throw it in there, because again, you have to address the entire chain, um, which is ankle mobility as well. So yeah. going in, that's that just, a really underrated one. And that just reminded and your ankles f- fucking click every single time <laughs> you like run or take a step. Yeah, it's, it's, crazy. it's insane. So, um, you know, and, and I just got reminded of that because of you were talking about the drill that you were doing with the dowel and doing the overhead squat. Yeah, if you so, get on your toes. You know, yeah. So if you elevate it with uh, with a couple of five pound plates or something like that and put your heels up uh, and, and, and push your heels into the plates as you squat, people tend to get a deeper squat um, uh, if they perform it that yeah. way. Right? Simply because it takes the need of having a lot of ankle mobility. Correct. So the only thing I would say there is, is you're almost uh, – and, and weightlifting shoes are fine, but we got to remember that they were made for weightlifters in competition. So they might be aiding or uh, performing or, or trying to build dysfunction in a way because they're not using true ankle mobility. But at the same time, they're going for a metal, right? right? So rather than uh, using weightlifting shoes or plates as a crutch, use it at the beginning to learn how to squat properly and then start working on these the first three that he said to be able to eventually remove that plate or those weightlifting shoes. Would you right. agree? Yeah, for I sure. Think that's like the biggest thing. For sure. Um, so cool, man. That's a great 10 minute tip. If you guys have any issues, squatting, deadlifting, low back pain, uh, anything really, I think like that doesn't just help you get a deeper squat. Like I asked, that helps a lot of things. I would, it's safe to say. Right. And I think that, so and, and for those of you who are probably thinking like, okay, well now what do I do? Um, man, there's a ton of, there's a ton of mobility drills that you can do, but try to make it fun. Um, and that's something that I'm a big fan of. I do five minute flows, 10 minute flows before I train. Um, and I shoot the videos and I post them on Facebook. So make sure that you go, uh, and you follow mobile muscle seriously on, on Facebook and check out those videos because not only is it just like, it's not, it's kind of weird to watch. People are going to probably be like, okay, this dude's like the exorcist or something, but <laughs> it, I mean, it's it crazy. works and, yeah. it, and it, and it makes sense and it's fun. Yeah. Right. So it's, and it's an easy way to, to mobilize your entire body and get it to work. Uh, you know, in your favor. It's literally so. free programmed warm ups, guys. Go check it out. All right, guys, that's uh, Mind vs. Muscle, and we will catch you next time.